Direct misfire, talking many war games Ben Summit, Spoon are taking aim Comment, like, and subscribe today Keeping you notified and up to date Hello champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive Joining me today as always is Spoon as well as a new member as we discuss the recent International Campaign Day. We'll also be joined by TOs of the Clash of Kings Australia 2017, Matt and Taz, and we'll chat all things cockhow. So grab a drink, pull up a seat, get comfy, and let's get into it. How are you going, Spoon? Yeah, not too bad. That's uh, good. Back after a weekend in Canberra. All recovered? Sort of. Still a bit tired, but sort of. it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Hmm. Um, and that's... Uh, introduce our new member who's been on once before, Mr. Selick. Hey guys, hey Spoonie and uh, Benson, how's it going? Good, good. Very well, thank you. Yeah. Now, you've been on once before. Uh-huh, I have. If you just wanted to remind listeners why you're so important, why I've decided to bring you on. Well, we've only got uh, the podcast here, so I'm going to have to uh, summarise it. But uh, obviously, a big background of gaming... Um, I've had, I think I started in early high school, um, started with Gorka Morka, then went into a little bit of uh, 40k, and then Fantasy, so I think that was 5th uh, edition back then. Been following it all the way through, obviously I couldn't get rid of my toys. Ended up meeting Spoonie at uh, university, or well, would have been <laughs> early 2004 or so around there, and yep. uh, he got me back in actually. Um, so. I remember the day very, very well. I brought uh, a box full of skeletons that were all broken, and he took me off the table with his wood elves, I think, at that stage. Um, I don't think anyone uh, ever has described skeletons as broken before. Yes. Well, <laughs> they were broken in a box. Uh, then I dropped the box on the way home. So <laughs> after that, it got me back into it, and uh, to be honest, I've, I've kept with fantasy and now uh, Kings of War ever since, struggling hey. away. Good choice. Hmm. And so, Matt and Taz aren't lurking in the background. Uh, Matt and Taz, we've also got on the line at the moment. Hello. Hello. Good evening. <laughs> All right. Oh, one. How about <laughs> we get into our first topic of discussion? So, a little while back was the International Campaign Day. Um, 24 hours of Kings of War for the Australia-New Zealand region. Europe and US. Uh, now, Selick, you were the only one who weren't in attendance for the campaign day, is that right? Yeah, you that's... Were playing somewhere else? No, that's it. I was uh, off playing cricket, I think, that day. Alright. That's a shame. Next one. Yes. What did everyone think of the campaign day? I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, probably one of the scenarios that we played in the Australian time zone was very difficult for the it was i think it was the last one of the day the 1500.1 where someone had the like the godstone token right at the back center and you had and, to mm. and you, you you scored points based on how how close you were to it if you were the the like the attacking player um that and was very hard to move some terrain yeah as well, like yeah yeah so like in our site um by that stage we only had two tables going um, and I was the defender on one and I like tabled my opponent, but then 
on this other table, we had one of our very experienced players going up against like a complete beginner, like it was his like third game of Kings of War as the defender, and he still had to pull out all the stops to pull out a win, even against mm. like a complete beginner, um, because it was just. Uh, but anyway, but no, uh, but apart from that. Um, I, I thought it was really good. Like the the scenarios were, um, you know, interesting, and playing at the, the different points values was was fun. Um, but I liked it best because I won all five games that I played, which <laughs> which really is a lot more significant than anything you would do at CanCon. Um, I think I think I think doing a, t- a total sweep of the international campaign day is is very prestigious. So and yeah. what what were you playing? I was playing my Trident Realms. Okay. Um, yeah. And you know the evil side won the campaign. Yeah, I was evil that day. Uh, Trident okay, Realms right. neutral, so I was. But it was evil. his brief. It was his first briefcase as success. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did it go to my head? Yes. Did it affect the way that I played the other games later on in the month? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Got his hopes up for CanCon, and then CanCon crushed his dreams. Wow. <laughs> so how many guys or people did you have playing down your end? Um, we had, I think we had four tables going initially. Um, was that Yeah, we I was only that? there for the first couple. I'm yeah, pretty sure it was four or five. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was four tables going for the first thing and then guys sort of dropped out sort of as the day went on. Um, um, for the first round, I played two games because we had an odd number of people. Um, so, but you know, I didn't want anyone to miss out, so I just went back to back. Um, because like some guy, the guy who I played first, he had like an all melee army, like he, his whole army for a thousand points was like uh, some regiments of forest shamblers and a unicorn, and right. um, yeah, and then a free sh- unicorn as his hero, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, whereas yeah. I ran um, like a lot of like ensnarers and stuff like that, which. Um, chew up things like Forest Shamblers pretty well. Mm. Hmm. The, the heroes were cool, I thought. Yeah, the heroes were a lot of fun. Mm. I didn't see any particularly broken ones. There were no, like, a freaks with the boots of, you know, the, the <laughs> league, seven league boots or whatever. Um, there was in Melbourne. <laughs> was it? Oh, someone ran that broken a free thing, did they? Of course they did. <laughs> I'd hate to see what they'd get up to in Queensland if they did it. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, like looking at what they bring to CanCon, imagine what they could do to something that really let you play with the rules. Hmm. <laughs> but overall, I, I thought it was uh, pretty good. Like we had a couple of new players or new to the uh, the scene um, that really enjoyed the more relaxed format as opposed to the fairly serious pressure of a tournament. Um, yeah, we had two new guys completely just turn up on the day that don't normally come yeah. to our, our Thursday nights I, or, yeah, they just heard about it somehow. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Bentham. Yeah, it pulled two, it pulled two out for us, one of who ended up being the buy buster for CamCon. So, hmm. you know, it's, um, yeah, it seemed to draw a couple of new people in, which was good. Hmm. I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, I really like that follow-on that flow on effect of the uh, whoever wins gets a bonus and whatnot. Um, I remember because we had five at our area, so Spoon and I kind of um, filled the gap, so the other guys could have some games, and Spoon could take some photos. And even just um, on the third game, 
I was playing as the um, you were playing evil bit. Uh, playing evil and they had the um, they they didn't get the bonuses for the previous round so playing under a bit more pressure there was um, a bit of a challenge and something that you're not used to and uh, changes the format a little bit and I thought that was pretty good for me I really liked that the league swapped between good and evil throughout mm. the Australian time zone because um, I think last time um, once I'd led it sort of like the entire way yeah, um, but, but I liked that the, the advantages were Big enough to be an advantage, but not so big that it decided the match before it began. Yeah. Um, and the Australian results were good winning the first two and then evil winning the second two, but the, the one that could be better. And uh, so we, yeah. uh, evil won the our time block to carry on. Yeah, the they did. One. And then they won the campaigns. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> yeah. Jerks. I had nothing to do with that winning. I don't think I won a game all day. <laughs> Oh, what I was your special five. character, Spoon? Uh, Mark, Mark's cock. <laughs> yeah. He <Yeah>. was great. <laughs> <laughs> and did he happen to be a, an afraid with boots of levitation? He, he was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, he had something else. Uh, I can't remember. I'd have to look him up. He had something. Yeah, like you would have yeah. given him I think that sounds the boots right. the piercing. So 20, 20 piercing one shots with a, like a 12 inch move. Fourteen, yeah. Fourteen, yeah. <laughs> 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 so t- turn one, you're off Melbourne, simply. Yeah, we did have a 24-hour session as well, didn't we, with uh, uh, Andrew Goodman, was it? Mm-hmm. And somebody else did 24-hour constant play. Pretty good effort. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I have heavy. trouble reading my dice after four games. Like, normally at the end of four games, I, you know, I like roll the dice and then I'm like, can you help me? pick out what are above, what are above below, because they're all blurry. <laughs> so, 24 hours would just be... I couldn't I'd like do. to try and give it a go, but then once I started, I nah, I shouldn't have done that, and then just go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see what you'd be like after 12 games, Ben. I'd pay. I would definitely pay. <laughs> Let's get a bit of crowd surfing action on that. <laughs> be alright if he's not fully covered in face. <laughs> well, yeah, that didn't help. You uh, only play face, just, face paint. Uh, sorry, what was that, Sal? You only play in face paint, don't you? Uh, on the second day, I can't kind of didn't. Oh. Couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened also when I was playing Wizards uh, a couple of years back. Had the face paint on for the first day, and then, no, bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> we told you, man. It was obviously long enough ago that you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Always good intentions. Yeah. Um, I was planning on having a break between now and CanCon discussion, but I think we'll just jump straight into it. Um, this CanCon, uh, sorry, the campaign discussion wasn't all that long. So, all right, how about we go to CanCon? Well, hang on, with, with, the, with the campaign thing, just before we wrap up, do, you know, what, what do you think um, you'd do differently like next year and things like, like when they do it again? Because we know Mantic's got the summer campaign thing coming up. In, in our winter, of course, um, and the international campaign day, day guys are going to be involved in that. So it, it, I don't know, um, you know, what, what do you think they should do differently or consider to do differently? Um, the only thing I could think that would need changing is perhaps just a little more balancing with a couple of the scenarios. Um, mm. Overall, they were pretty good, but sometimes uh, it was a bit too swayed for one side. Um, yeah. 
I think some of them hadn't been play tested, um, and it sort of really showed. That's okay for scenario play and campaign play. I don't really mind that as long as it's not overly one sided. I played two mm. two games, one where the characters met in the middle. I can't remember what that was called, and the uh, other, the last talks. yeah that one, and yeah. the one where I had to get to the back. You were just talking about it before Tazzy. Yeah, yeah, the Godstone thing at the back. The the one yeah. with the characters in the middle, I struggled a bit because the opposition or opposing player had a, a character on a uh, what's the orc flying thing, Wyvern, or is it something else? Slasher. Slasher, that's slasher. what it is, yeah. So he was behind my back lines after turn one, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and in the, and able to in the last yeah. game, I had like a brick wall of terrain to get through before I'd even... <laughs> and Ratkin. Yeah, before I'd even gotten anywhere. Yeah, that one. So I, was, I struggled a bit. <laughs> it was still yeah, fun. I agree. Like, in campaign, it, it's fine. I mean, apparently there was a lot of whinging online about a couple of scenarios, but, you know, these guys just, you know, they put in a lot of effort yeah. to make them up, and, yeah, uh, yeah they definitely they play-tested so it. Yeah, I thought it was still very... It was yeah. still fun. It was very different to what we usually play as well. Mm. Yeah. If it's mm. going to get a few new faces in as well, I think that's always a positive. Uh, it's a bonus, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Mm. Right. So, so yes, sorry to, to, to derail, but um, I, I'm really interested to see what they try to do for this global mayotivity summer campaign thing. Mm, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Mm. Dates will also be interesting because last year um, the campaign was run on the weekend of Convic. Mm. Yeah, yeah was well, that early yeah. July? So yeah. yeah, it's probably going to be about the same, I reckon. Hopefully, it doesn't clash. Otherwise, I've got to pick one or the other. Which would be a shame. Ready to move on? Let's move on. Yeah. CanCon. It just happened, like, a few days ago. What is it? Yeah, it It was a... Well, CanCon itself is a big convention in Canberra. Lots of tabletop games and card games and selling of stuff and buying of things. Um, But Clash of Kings Australia, the first one for Australia, uh, took place. And what is Clash of Kings Australia? It was six, seven games over two days. Yep, um, at 2,000 points. 2,000 points. And a few scenarios. Yep. Preset. Yeah, using the traditional Clash of Kings pack. Um, so the amendments that came in. Um, and then seven games. So compared to the UK, we did have Kill and Pillage where they were only six games and so didn't have Kill and Pillage. So we used the new scenarios. The only scenario missing was straight kill. Yep. Right. And I think that was a good yep. um, uh, idea there. I think the seven worked, and having taking straight kill out of it was good. Yeah, I think there's fairly there's fairly good consensus that you know the objective games are good, um, but I, I think kill and pillage is still quite good for the seven games. Um, it'll obviously be different next year with the introduction of the new tournament book, but you know I think it worked well for this tournament. Yep. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to some of the new scenarios, but we might talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, so most of us played. Uh, it was just you, Matt, that um, was busy mm. running the, the whole thing. Um, what was me? <laughs> what was you? What did mm. everybody take to the event? 
Silly. Yeah, I'll kick this one off. So I took uh, Kingdoms of Men. Uh, I think I'd played it two times before this one, so I was pretty uh, raw, I guess. Yeah, I was expert, uh, <laughs> as my results should, we'll get to later. Um, but in summary, a foot guard, I took a troop of those, uh, took a horde of foot guard as well, a regiment of berserkers, a horde of bowmen, uh, some knights, uh, mounted scouts with pistols, uh, cannon, a uh, general on a peg, um, a general on a horsey, uh, a wizard, um, beast of war, and the captain for a little bit of deployment scenarios. Obviously, a few scattered uh, items in there as well. Mm. And what about you, Spoon? I took my forces of the abyss. Uh, my, I... You were kind of backflipping with your list. You weren't sure what you're going to do if you're going to take your convict list or not. Yeah, because I trying to squeeze in more filth. I was trying, <laughs> but I couldn't fit any more filth in. I was <laughs> trying to run a list um, that would fit the new Clash of Kings pack, but I played te- tested it out, and um, my poor arch fiend at defense five just got taken off at turn two. So there, that went down the toilet very quickly. Uh, so I ended up taking something that I'd never played before. Um, so. This Always is what, choice. yeah, going cold. <laughs> so I took a gargoyle troop, uh, a horde of fleshlings, and I uh, took the crushing strength option, which took them down to defense three. Uh, Moloch's horde with uh, elite, a succubi regiment, uh, abyssal horseman regiment with uh, caterpillar potion, tortured souls horde with haste, which was nifty. That caught a few people out. Uh, a cranius. Uh, the BSB with Healing Charm. The oh, I took a Winged Temptress. She was also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ifrit with Piercing and the Lord of Lies. Mm. Hmm. How different was that to a list that you'd written before? Oh, quite a bit different, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of... A couple of uh, some of the item um, units are in there, but like I didn't take the Mollocks, the Fleshlings. I don't usually tuck uh, take gargoyles because they get shot up before they get anywhere um, and I don't usually take succubi either or acronius so over half the army I reckon is new <laughs> and fish people Taz what did you do yeah I took the trident realms um, I had a horde of Nyadin snarers with the crystal pendant of retribution. Um, I had a horde of depth horrors and a horde of Nyad worm riders. I had two regiments of tidal swarms, three Leviathan's banes, and a coral giant, a Nucker with a K, um, a siren, a worm rider centurion with a mace of crushing, and the trident king. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it was fun, but I, um, I've already rewritten my list. Some units going in the bin. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bentham? Uh, okay, so just going over again. Abyss of Friends was the title I've given it because it was Abyssal Dwarves with uh, Abyss Allies because they're friends. Um, and the army was made up of a troop of slave orcs, two troops of gargoyles, uh, had a regiment of obs- lesser obsidian golems, and I gave them the warbow, which I probably shot five times out 
the entire tournament because I kept forgetting about it. Um, Abyssal Half-Breeds gave them uh, haste because Speed 9 is really good, catches people out. Um, Abyssal Grotesques gave them the Pathfinder option which worked out well. Uh, and then I also came down to the heroes here, the Half-Breed Champion with the Quicksilver Rapier because I like that setup. The Iron Caster of Surge and Inspiring, Basusu the Annoying, um, a Greater Obsidian Golem, and then the Allies was just a Regiment of Flame Bearers for the unlock of the Archfiend of the Abyss, and that was his Fly and Lightning 5. See, and I didn't have any problems it being Defense 5, so I don't know what you're on about soon. Uh, but that was my army. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a uh, one Abyssal Dwarf in your army? Uh, yes, he was commanding everything. <laughs> um, I was thinking, do I add more dwarves? But no, that kind of goes against their theme of abyssal dwarves. <laughs> Enslaving everything. Yeah. Apparently. And yeah. I mean, what would unit would you run? The Black Souls, I guess. Decimators are kind of pants these days. Yeah, and they're hard to put together. So I've got a horde of put-together <laughs> yeah, sure. decimators that I just don't want to finish. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Solomon's story. Yeah. Uh, um, I was like that with the Worm Riders. Um, <laughs> like, just their big multi-part metal things. And then um, in my last game, my uh, Centurion got dropped and broke into, like, five pieces. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, screw this, I'm not putting this back together. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I will at some point, but it's just... Mm. I've decided just buy it in resin when they come out. Yeah, well, if they come out in resin. I said just buy it in resin when they come out. Yeah, because Mantic, they've got their own little in-house resin uh, studio now. Yep, just after releasing their all-metal Trident Realms. Mm. Look, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Let's just hope it's not fine. Yeah. And we'll be okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, anything is better than metal, my gosh. Alright, how about we go through, just very briefly, um, each of our games for the round. So we'll do, uh, go around in a circle, round one, round two, and so on. Um, yep. Starting off, Selic, how did your round one go? Uh, in a word, well actually that's two words, not well. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> not well. So uh, after the uh, six and a half hour trip up to Canberra, talking smack with Spoon, and yourself, Ben, of how confident I am with this army. I took on Court T and his Abyssals. Um, I've actually taken some notes down and I've narrowed it down to highlights and lowlights. And there's about four starts on my sentence there of highlights and it ends up just being a blank space. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the lowlights here is... Uh, took on a lot of regen. I think I ended up pumping in about 30 or 40 wounds on this lower abyssal unit and it just kept on uh, healing back at me. Um, I think even that unit there it held in the second last turn on a couple of uh, critical snake eyes. In the end it's, it was a 16-4 loss. Uh, probably outplayed a little bit by court but um, yeah it was a good game nonetheless. The dice... 16-4 is not bad considering usually um, these things swing a bit higher. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say the same yeah. thing. 16-4 is not bad after that. Mm. Yeah, mm. I managed to pull it back a little bit, so my army's a little bit of a glass hammer. A glass hammer? 
Uh, <laughs> glass cannon. You did do well at anything. You did know you were taking kingdoms of men, <laughs> weren't you? Didn't you? <laughs> but uh, as for my third game, I think I did all right. So I ended up taking out a bit of his stuff, but um, not enough, as it would seem. But um, yeah, good game nonetheless. Yeah, uh, I played Aris. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, and his yep. ogres. Um, and it was. An army full of hordes, so like a shooter horde, chariot horde with Pathfinder, that was pretty scary. I ran chariots. Yeah, uh, chariots with Pathfinder, um, a big legion of ogres, um, a couple of boom wagons, uh, I if I can remember what else he had in the army, but this one went really well for me. It was quite a short game, only went to turn four, I think, bottom of four, and he conceded, um, but the way... I won it, he he kind of deployed a bit strangely and I kind of clogged up his chariots and once I'd stopped them moving, I could take them out with um, my Ifrit and Cronius by breathing on them. Well, it is a big footprint. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're all like Defence Force stuff, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember exactly, but mine had piercing either way, so I was wounding him rather easily. I think I'd parked... Um, my fleshlings in front of them, I think, and they managed to survive around somehow. I can't remember what happened exactly. Um, but he'd also deployed his boom wagons rather strangely. He was very lucky when I blew them up with the Lord of Lies lightning that he only rolled an inch for both of the mm. wagons. So, I don't know. After, after I'd clogged him up and I'd sort of stopped his shooters from shooting with the winged temptress for two or three turns, it was pretty much all over. Hmm. Right. Uh, ended up being and, uh, a result twenty zero. Okay, because he con- he conceded. Okay, yeah, should All probably right. shouldn't have. He probably could have got some points out of that. I think. Well, you just uh, demoralized uh, demoralized him so much that he just gave up. So good job. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure those chariots really were his latest hobby project too. So nice one. Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, all right. Okay, so my uh, first game was against uh, Ken uh, from Queensland with his uh, Varangar army. Uh, he had like a like four hordes of mounted sons, um, which was a grudge. Yeah, well, yeah, he it grudged was... me. So apparently, he's playing yeah, yeah. like every other TO in the country, and he wanted me to complete his collection. Um, yeah Um, so yeah he had four four regiments of mounted sons all with like some magic items on them Um, he had a king on a chimera Um, he had two mages with like uh, you know the fabulous like all the elite for their spells and piercing and that sort of stuff and uh, mounted Um, and it was like we'd swapped lists well in advance and we knew what scenario we're doing and I even managed to figure out what table I was going to be on. And so I went over this in my head. Like Stan said, I cut out paper templates and had them sitting on my desk for weeks, <laughs> like sort of mathing, <laughs> mathing this thing out to, to, my, to many books from, from the people at work and stuff. Um, 
And yeah, it still did not go well. I got two tournament points out of it. Um, <laughs> it like, the game was in the balance for a little while, but I just had no answer to her. Yet. Um, the defence six thing really. Um, yeah, it can be a pain. Yeah, well, she was just able to jam up and isolate my hammers that needed to sort of get flanks in, and she was able to just block them up, and there's nothing I could do to stop her blocking them up. Hmm. Um, because you just fly and plop themselves down in front of her, and I couldn't take her out in one turn. Um, and yeah, so I, I think she needs to drop a point in defense because yeah, defense six, fly and fly resolve, yeah, yeah. life high nerve, yeah. I, I don't think we're likely to see defense six on flying individuals remaining for much longer, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. what was that? I just uh, I said I don't think we're likely to see defense six on flying individuals for much longer. No, I think no. that's going to be changed. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the red on your models wasn't as red as your bum after that spanking <laughs> you got. <laughs> uh, look, I, you know, it was in the balance, and this is probably the thing with the scoring system. Like it was, it ended up being, you know, like a real sort of tabling, but it was, um, it was close there for a while. Um, so he had like a lot of his units had a ton of wounds on them. I just wasn't able to, to finish them off. Mm. Um, and he, and the thing with my army is is that once you take out like one or two of the hammer units, I've got nothing. Like my ensnare is no piercing. So anyway, um, anyway, but no, it was always a fun game. Um, but yeah, no, we we got it all over very quickly. Mm. Okay. What about you? How'd you go in the, our first game, Ben? <coughs> well, it was an abyssal dwarf off. Um, I was versing Christian, who ended up taking, um, what is it, best and fairest? Best sports. Best sports. And yes, yep. He, mm-hmm. I don't think he was too experienced with because he, he plays um, uh, his family fairly regularly, and I think um, me having played abyssal dwarfs for maybe a bit longer and a few different people know a bit more or uh, have the reflexes a bit more so there's a few things that he he could have um, done that probably wouldn't have been so bad for him because it was a 20-0 win for me I was just taking had taken everything off by turn four or five um, he had a lot of abyssal dwarfs yeah he had a ton of dwarfs and the yeah. basing on those units was really cool it was a true abyssal dwarf army yeah yeah um, so I think the moral victory belonged to him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was able to show him a couple of tricks that he hopefully he could employ in like, his later games and hopefully he enjoyed it as much as I did. It was a good game. Um, nice little warm-up for me as well and perhaps it uh, boosted my confidence a bit too much because uh, the second <laughs> game didn't go as well, which we will get into right now. Selic, dominate round two. Yes. I played Mark Ward uh, in this one, so I think a few other you guys played him as well. So uh, his army there was two giant hordes of Seaguard, two hordes of Dracon Riders, two Dragon Breaths, two Elven Mages just for the Bane Chance, just following up everyone else, and two Flying Dragon Lords, one with Regen and one with the 6-up save. this one here... Mark's least building philosophy is if something's good enough to bring once, it's good enough to bring twice. I, I think that was... I got a theme. It was very well themed. Um, <laughs> now, basically, this one here came down to trying to get into the centre there. 
and um, he took a bit of a gamble and charged his Dracon riders straight into my big uh, horde of foot guard and my knights. Um, he got a little bit lucky with the knights and he just took them off in one turn. Uh, I was hoping to just get a little bit more of a, a counter attack there, but it just didn't pay off for me and it really paid off for him. Uh, big kudos for him. He put everything on the line there and it just crippled my unit while I still cleaned up all of the flyers, the Dracon riders. Um, by the time I'd finished, I was left with two giant hordes of Sea Guard and nothing to take them on. Uh, so they had a, a bit of a stroll while whistling uh, into the center there. I thought they were like 300 points each as well. Yeah, it's mm. two, 280 plus. I think one of them had the wine and uh, nimble, so for 40. Yeah. And uh, the other one was yeah, 280 one. with uh, plus one to hit, uh, so another yeah. 45. Um, so I was in, I was in trouble. I couldn't do do much. Couldn't contest even if I tried any weird shenanigans. Um, so in the end, I just tried to take off everything else, which I did. Um, but managed to lose that one at 17-3. Um, Beast of War took on the Dracon Rider, one of the Lords, the 6-up. Now, I put him there as my MVP for that game, purely for his uh, Thunderous 2, Crushing 2. Um, just really took off one of the Lords, um, and not much else was a highlight, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. It was an emotional game. I don't want to talk yeah. about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a really tough list to play against that. If you haven't got the tools to take it on, you can just get dominated. Mark's local here, yep. and, you know, it, it really swings one way or the other quite often. Yeah, I've played that list with my Trident Realms probably six, seven times, and I've beaten him once. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's list or play. <laughs> bit of column A, bit of column B. Zing. Well, I think it's got to be a little bit of player. I think what he did is... He just slowly moved the sea guard forward from the back line uh, towards the objective, and he just balls to the wall with his dracon riders to just cripple me. So I just couldn't beat him even if he got there. Um, so I don't think a really cautious player would have done that well. By the time I got into the trees where the token was, all of a sudden he wouldn't have been as effective on a charge. So Mark's yeah. a good yeah, player, definitely. Yeah. So I think the way that yeah. he played, he put everything on the line really early. And we talked about it after the game because we probably had an hour after he smashed me. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, once again, I didn't have the tools and I think he just played well. Probably eight outplayed me there with uh, his range, like I think four flies. Well, it's rough so. because the Seaguard hordes represent a problem because so much of your um, piercing stuff is involved in, in Thunderous Charge yep. and it just strips that away. And so then all you've got is your Beast of War. Yeah, that's it. Um, and that's, you know, that's already had its hands full with its, I presume, Draken Lords or yep. holding a flank or something. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, then you're just like, well, now what do I do? And that's pretty much what I did, is now what do I yeah. do? I yeah. was trying to ask him for advice, but uh, it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, Benson, that Taz owns the icon on the Kings of War rankings for Trident Realms. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm the yeah. Best After coming last in one tournament, he's played with them before CanCon. Are you the only one, Taz? <laughs> yeah, he's the only one. <laughs> yeah, after a few had um, uh, a Sydney player, he played like 30 games with him and then he sold them. <laughs> because, as in his words, he, he doesn't think they have the capacity to be a competitive army or something. Yeah. So here's a shout out. Someone please take the icon off Taz. <laughs> You'll take it from my cold, clammy hands. 
Uh, my turn, is it? Um, yeah. Going to game two. Yeah. Uh, this will be quick. Yeah, this will be very quick. This would be my highlight and low light of my gaming career. <laughs> I have never made top table. And I made yeah. top table in round two. Party time. Yeah. And then it got to the low light. <laughs> God, I got to in this game. I played uh, Matt Curtis, who ended up coming third, I think. Uh, he was second, wasn't he? Uh, no, no, second, third. third second, no, no, third. 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 Uh, and he was running Abyssals. It was a very, very tough list. Uh, two Archfiends, one with Defence 6, both with Wings and uh, Lightning. Um, what else do you have? Well of Souls. Two hordes of tortured souls. I can't remember what they had, if they had anything, and two hordes of uh, lower abyssals, I think, and that would be close to his whole army. Made a few stupid mistakes. bring it up if you like. No, uh, doesn't really matter. I'm just going to end this one really yeah. quickly. There wasn't really many highlights. He took me off the board um, and it ended as a 19-1 loss to me. So my shining moment disappeared very quickly. I think the game was <laughs> over by about turn three. <laughs> You flew too close to the sun. Yeah, I did. You, yeah. Um, you, you had ideas above your station, young man. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Yep. And Taz, what about you? Uh, well, yeah, I played a, a guy from down your way, I think, uh, Mark Audley. Um, he had a brotherhood army, came up from Melbourne. Um, this, we were playing on the, the cock and balls map. Um <laughs> And because so the dominate was just there, and so I was able to deploy, and like most of my stuff's got Pathfinder, and I was able to deploy in such a way that I would be able to sort of swing across the middle through the forests, like through the the balls. Um, and like he had all of his like knights, and he only had one with Pathfinder, um, and so he was sort of in real. Um, I don't know, I match up very well with Brotherhood, I found, because um. You know, they always tend to run that big horde, but the siren can strip thunderous charge off them. Um, and then they can they can really struggle um, with within snare um, to get to get through my um to get through my stuff in time. So that ended up being a nineteen one win for me. Um, he managed to and get the devoted to hide behind a rock in the corner, but yeah. And I just realised that was 37% of your points for the whole tournament yeah. in that game. Yeah, but at the time I wasn't to know it. And I was thinking, this is pretty good. I was reasonably competitive against Ken and I just had this guy. So I thought, you know, um, I can do this. I, um, I, yeah, mate, I, was, I was on a high. Um, oh, man, reality bites sometimes. Life comes in fast sometimes, man. Um, but of course, only the men in the arena would know that. The guys who sat on the sidelines, um, you know, it's easy to throw the criticisms. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. Very true. So yeah, um, but no. So that was um, that. that, that I, I mean, I enjoyed that game. I did feel a bit bad for Mark because just nothing was working for him. He had his like uh, was the the order of the uh, abyssal hunters or something like that. They um the anti-monster ones, he got them into my Coral Giant and he just wasn't able to get anywhere, mainly because I sat my Coral Giant like on an obstacle and so he was doing like hindered ebbing snare charges. Um, <laughs> yeah, and my Leviathan's Banes also, he had like the Order of the Forsaken, so like his flying horde and he got them all set up so he was going to get like a big flank on my whole force. But then in one round of shooting, my Leviathan's Banes took them off. 
which <laughs> again, like it's happened a few times to me because like there's six attacks hitting on fives, and so sometimes you can get like four hits in one round. Mm. Um, and so when they blow up, they can blow up really big. And I don't know. It's just it's. I'm sure like it's just the worst feeling when it happens to you because you know your big hole. Haha, you know he's about to just crumble. So oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, no, that was my game too. Well, my and then Bentham had the all, you had the all fiends, didn't yeah, you? Round two? Yeah, 10 hordes of fiends. <laughs> Do we need to have a word with Queensland? Yeah, I think so. This is, after this game, I was thinking, perhaps the, um, max three of anything should also apply to the rest of the <laughs> Because it, uh, wasn't a great game in terms of tactics it's just kind of all right what do i do here i've got this army that's just going to fly at my face and i can't really hold the middle without getting flanked so i kind of just petted about a bit moved some of the flyers just to try and dodge and jump in the middle just right at the end to score some points um there was only one thing that i thought was quite amusing is my big golem he was flanked and also hit in the rear by a horde each and took 10 wounds and survived and fought on for another couple of rounds. That's not the 10 wounds? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's what I'm... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I can see looking at the results. You only had 13, 15 taken off you. Hmm. So yeah. a lot of the... Um, all the flyers and the individuals are just trying to run around so we can't get those points. And there's a bit of points there with the Archfiend yep. and Bassy Baby. That's 500 right there, or close to six. Yeah, Don't they yeah, score 50%? Okay. Mm. Or does um, the Lord, is he not an individual? Hmm. Right. Anyway, 17-3. Loss. Mm. But I, I don't think there's anything I really could have done there. I just didn't have the punch to get through it, or the defence to try and block him up, and I tried to use the train as best I could, and it didn't work all that well. But anyway... <laughs> it was round two. Uh, is that halfway through the day? Yep. Yeah. yeah, then we had lunch and the um, the, uh, the painting, the armies on parade thing. Aha, so that happened. Um, and then yeah. after lunch, round three, loot. It was loot. So, uh, so I ended up playing Abyssal Dwarves with uh, Christian uh, there that had had some Christian Torrent. Uh, he had a few tips yep. round one, so I heard, um, and he ended up coming out and using said tips to uh, defeat me. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's not, I assure you. No, no it was a, probably the best game I had. Um, I think he ended up getting my vote uh, for sports, but just a really good guy. Um, ended up talking to him, and I think it was his wife there for quite some time. Um, but at the end of the day, it all came down to his lesser obsidian golems, uh, his heavy golem, uh, greater obsidian golem. Um, I just couldn't take him out. I didn't have the tools there to take out such uh, the six-ups saves. Um, ended up taking everything out, but he won the scenario, and as such, a 15-5 loss to me. Three losses in a row. Going well so far. I think yeah. even on my scoring sheet, uh, there's three sad faces. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, that's actually I'll put up. Have to put up a Shake. there. But um, yeah, it was three games, but that was by far my best at this stage, and I was getting quite tired. Not as tired as Benson though. <laughs> Starting. Uh, Spoon, your three. I played Mark Ward, who Salik played in round. Was it one or two, Sally? Uh, two. 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 So I like how all of us managed to play the same players out of sixty-two players. <laughs> uh, and uh, we played loot. This was a really interesting game. Like the game he played against Salek, he was using his, well, he kind of used his sea guard up the back defensively for a while, um, and then sacrificed his uh, Dracon hordes and his Dracon, I think they're Dracon characters, um, to try and slow me down so I couldn't get on the the markers. Uh, He sort of had me at one point and then it flipped when he, I think he rolled a double one for my Cronius. I'm pretty sure he rolled a double one for my Cronius, and then I burnt one of his um, Dracon hordes off a board, which kind of swung things a little bit. Uh, and it come down to the last, I think he had his Sea Guard left. I didn't have a lot left on the board. I think I had one, maybe two scoring units left. And I can only blame myself for this draw because I thought I was playing Pillage instead of Loot, and I put my stupid Lord of Lies <laughs> within three inches of a token. And I realised it was loot. Uh, so this one came out uh, 11-9 draw. So it was a very... read the mission. Yeah, or just... Yeah. So feedback from Spoon for next year is provide options for the illiterate. <laughs> I think this happened a couple of times. Yeah. I just suck. Um, I thought his, in- his list was rather interesting. Uh, the- he had two wizards that he was continuously bane chanting um, one of his breath weapon uh, war machines Dragon, and, yeah. and one of his sea guard units. And he was just taking stuff off so quickly. I couldn't couldn't do anything about it. Like 25 this. attacks hitting on fours with like piercing one or two. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple of flyers, but um, I can only hold up one unit at a time. So... Um, it's interesting you don't see them often but they're so good the breath weapon mm, machines from yeah, the L 15 shots at piercing yeah. one it doesn't tickle with elite yeah with elite yeah. Yeah, it's massive um, yeah but that mm. one was a draw uh, 11-9 very good game enjoyed it well I played uh, my game three was against uh, Terry Chapman from Queensland with his Brock army um, oh yeah yeah, so he had six troops. So everything was uh, berserker Brock riders. Um, so six troops, <laughs> six troops of them, three regiments, and three berserker Brock like lord guys. Um, this was going to be an interesting one. So because it's loot, and he had the faster army, like he had the advantage in that he could get to the loot tokens quicker. Um, my guys do all right because in snare, because they normally hit on fours, and then that goes to you know, that if, if it's in difficult terrain, it goes to fives, and then within snare, it goes to sixes. So I thought that's all right. But then they had, like, really high attacks. Um, and they, they have the high nerve, though, which um, it just takes me a while to get through them. So I thought it was interesting. But the, the main thing it came down to was just a big mistake by me. I um, I had my siren sort of in my backfield, not really doing anything because 
he didn't have any flies to disorder. He didn't have any shooters to disorder. So she was just like just hanging around looking pretty. And I um I positioned her poorly so that he was able to like charge her with one of his troops. And if I'd faced her properly, she would because ensnare only works from the front arc, and then he would have been ensnared, and he might not have got through her, but he did because he hit her in the flank. And then he overran into the flank of my trident king and took that out also. Um, and that was that was the game. Um, after that, it was it was very hard for me to to um, to go on with the troops in my backfield. Um, so that was that was kind sort of, of it could have um, stopped the thunderous charge on a unit. Yeah, but then my my stuff that he's hitting is like defense three. So, like, once you get past the ensnare, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like, I mean, it, it does help marginally. But that's not my, um, and so that's what I was doing. I was just using her to take off, like thunderous charge from one, one unit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, what my plan was for her was like if he was running away with the loot to drag them back. Yeah. Um, and things like that because you know you reduce the speed five, but um, and he did like I did put a ton of um, wounds like one of his regiments. So they're like dash twenty, no, or dash twenty two or something, and I put yep. like eighteen wounds on them. No. And I rolled a three for the nerve. Yeah, I've done that a few and times. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, you, and I didn't even get the double ones tally thing. Yeah, like, it's just like, that's, that's it was just, worse. yeah, it was just, so anyway, so he finished the game with his, with his regiments had like so many wounds on them, but I just could not buy a nerve roll higher than about six to save <laughs> my life. Um, so anyway, so that game ended for me and I got a, uh, I got a point out of that one because, you know, he came after me, even though like he sort of established that he was going to win and then he, um, he came after me for the attrition points. Um, mm. And those individuals as well, those Berserker Brock individuals are, um, are, are tough for me as well. So, yeah, that was uh, that was game three. Hmm. Um, now, I was playing Court and his Abyss. I don't remember much of this game. Um, yeah, so I can't really comment. It was an 18-2 victory. That's what I've got written down. And that's all I can comment on. <laughs> this might be where I wandered over and offered to go to Bunnings and buy your tomato steaks to hold you up, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> Was this a super-duper assisted match? No, no, I literally offered to buy him tomato steaks because he looked like he was about to topple over. <laughs> yeah. Poor posture. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Zipper duper saving was day two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my game three. Um, four. Last game of the day. Invade. Selick. It was. So at this stage, I had lost my first three games. Uh, I was pretty demoralized. It was three sad faces, as I said, on my score sheet. And I took on, I think it was Christo uh, Maria yep, Van Voon. I think I've pronounced his name. Yep. Apologies if I didn't. Um, Fun Fury. There we go. Um, so this one here... <laughs> I'm not going to even try and say it again. Um, <laughs> so this one here, obviously, I was up against Empire of Dust, and I think this is the first and only game that I actually had a little bit of movement advantage over an opponent. So um, I ended up trying to get over. It was obviously Invade, so trying to get over to the other side of the board pretty quick. I uh, managed to get over there, and not only get over there, but... Uh, position myself pretty well. Um, the highlights there was a troop of my 
um, foot guard holding up. They had a rear charge from some mummies, a flank charge from some mummies, uh, and he snake-eyed. Um, <laughs> and at that point, that stings so there bad. Was a, there was a twinkle in I his eye, imagine. and I realised that he had died for the game. Um, <laughs> um, so he ended up getting in the second turn. I thought that that was probably a bit too much. But um, yeah, I ended up pretty much taking out the middle. Um, after I took out the middle, it was uh, trying to take out his enslaved archers that I just couldn't do. Got my uh, flying uh, lord into them just to hold them up for pretty much four turns. Um, and ended up getting a 17-3 win. Put me on the board. Uh, the first smiley face of the tournament was on there. And I must say, uh, Christo was probably the best gentleman that I played. Uh, off, even after looking like he was going to lose in about turn five, he was still offering suggestions of what I should do. So uh, big kudos to him. I'll have to have He's a word with him about that. Um, we don't want any any locals helping the opponents. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've got to get the killer instinct out. Oh, I said that I was from Canberra. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah we've, we've tried to get Chris Ted to change his list, but he insists on still running the four or five units of mummies. <laughs> I, I like the four units of mummies. I think they can work. It's just you've got to get surge happening. Yeah, that's what I found. It looked like a surge list, but he didn't have the surge to surge it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He started He started with Abyssal Dwarves, and he used to run an Abyssal, like a shambling Abyssal Dwarf list with no surge, yeah. and that worked because it was all Defence 6. <laughs> but it's not working for him with Empire of Dust. Yeah, I must say... He's doing goblin. Yeah. He's building goblins now, so it'll be interesting to see what he does with that. Yeah, I must say the Enslaved Archers, they just held around, sort of like uh, Ogre Shooters. Um, so even when I did try and stop them, they ended up countercharging and still started chipping away at my it's six. Like crushing board. one, aren't they? Yeah, yeah still like, crushing one. So and they hit on. I think they're they're fast. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, they actually held out. I couldn't kill them in the end, so I dedicated everything else to killing everything or trying to kill everything else. And the enslaved archers, mm. I think, just hung around till the end. But hmm, still a good game. Tasty. Oh no, the spoon. My game four, I played uh, Daniel Bird and his very pretty wood elf elf army. Weren't they gorgeous? They were good. Weren't yeah. they spectacular? Yeah. They were very nice. He needed a display board. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, was, that was the thing. Like, I was yeah, very happy to come over and win, but it was all down to like my display board and my little nameplate you know, like presentation, really. Um, whereas you're looking at this stuff and like the stuff that, like, Daniel and Julian were doing it. It's just like, it's just so good. It was phenomenal. Looked really good. This was a really cagey game um, at the start because there was a bit of a standoff between uh, my flyers, his Dracon horde, uh, and the cavalry all on one side. And then it was the archers versus my foot guys. <laughs> um, I managed to get my temptress into his. Uh, what are they called? Uh, archers pretty quickly, so stopping them from shooting. Although there are a few moments where I thought, oh no, this is going to go badly because I was charging into a wood. And of course, my temptress hitting on threes, then to fours with the uh, difficult terrain. Thought she'd only hit once and give me a bit of a mild heart attack, but I managed to wound. <laughs> Two turns in a row, the same thing happened. Hit with one hit. But we got there. Um, she. Finally, she had to go and deal with a couple of other things and the middle got rather messy very quickly with a dragon and a treeman 
um, holding up my lines. The Treeman was fighting some fleshlings for quite some time. Um, he played reasonably well. He made a few little mistakes. Um, his green lady was healing the Treeman, which was working a treat because every time I'd do a butt ton of wounds, it'd regen and then the green lady would take it. Yeah, it was going pretty much back to zero every time, but... He took, I think he took his green lady to heal his dragon that was being burnt to death by Macronius and Efreet. <laughs> and um, he also countered, oh, I think he counter. no, he added the archers to a combat with the fleshlings and the treemen. And I decided instead of charging the treemen, I'd charge the archers, which opened up a huge flank for my cavalry to get the treemen. And the Lord of Lies jumped in there as well. So I ended up getting the Treeman um, and I got a couple of lucky waivers on the dragon and I'd got most of my forces into his half and he struggled to get any. I don't think he got any in my half. So it ended up being a 15-5. So uh, maybe one one or two little mistakes he made, but I think he played a very good game. What about you, Taz? Um, yeah, so I played another guy from Melbourne, uh, Damien Madigan. Uh, with his Baranga uh, with uh, Twilight Kin allies. He was a really friendly guy to play with. This is great. And I, um, like, so with the invade, I sort of put down my big unit, my instinos with the crystal pendant down first on one side, and he then yeah, put down his forward or something on the other side. And so what we spoke, you know, we basically pick our sides and then we're going to pass each other like ships in the night. And then for whatever reason, and I can't re- imagine why I thought this was a good idea, and then I put, like, my Worm Rider horde on his side of the board as well. Okay. And so what happened was, was that, you know, he moved forward, took out my worm riders and I, I moved forward and didn't take out anything of his because he hadn't put anything on the board. And I mean, he had his cross, like he had a horde of crossbows sort of sitting on the back and I took them out, but he, he was sort of in a winning position and I had to come at him and he took out like my, 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 my war machines along the back row and her, yeah, was cleaning them up and, um, it was just my deployment. I lost the game of deployment, and I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, so that was that was a fun game. But I very much had gained four items doing just stuff like forgetting to test nerve after shooting rounds and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was um, so that was a loss. It ended up being a sixteen-four. Um, That's not too bad. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. wasn't too bad. Um, we did a lot of sort of shenanigans with because uh, he's he's um, he's fallen with nimble. Like I was really trying to catch them out. He was being very sort of conservative with them. Um, and my depth horrors like managed to charge into his bow, like horde of crossbows. And so they've got like eighteen attacks, hitting on threes, crushing one. And it took them like four rounds of combat hey. to take out this horde of crossbows. They really just Pretty took good. the day off um, but yeah anyway but no it was a, it was it was a very sort of um, yeah very fun opponent but yeah. um, no that was definitely one that I just really played poorly at hmm it's a shame oh mm. yeah but uh, hopefully yeah, you learned something from it at the end of the game Kings of War was the winner That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last game of the day this was um, really good because the light at the end of the tunnel had approached and I was playing... Plus you were almost dead. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, 
Chris Wilcox. This is a fella that I've seen around the Warhammer fantasy tournaments for a few years, but never played before. Uh, so this is my first experience with him, and it was quite pleasant. Um, he was taking uh, Ratkin, and he had all the lightning and breath with his weapon teams. Um, I think it was lightning 17 in total, uh, with 20 or 30 breath. And they were all just kind of sitting around a couple of regiments, and you had um, black uh, a couple of hordes of shock troops, maybe. Uh, no shock troops, just black hordes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he was fairly uh, reserved when it comes to the actual game being invade. He didn't push anything forward. Um, so I went to him and just kind of skirted around the outside and threatened the the. Uh, Rears and flanks, and that just kind of made him turn around a bit. And eventually, I was able to take out just about all of the army. Well, not just about all, all the important bits, um, and prevent him from crossing over the line with, I think, most of his stuff. It was just one of his ally hordes, uh, tortured souls. He brought his allies. Um, they jumped across the line, whereas uh, a good portion of mine was able to make it scream with the win. Um, that was a nice, relaxed game. Didn't have to think too much, which was great because I couldn't think too much. <laughs> and, um, scored me a fourteen-point victory on that one. Hmm. Which Don't know. Nice glad. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to fin end the day with a with a win. Yeah, I didn't want to have a taxing game, otherwise I would just would have lost. Because the brain doesn't yeah. function at that after that point. Four games, uh, and sure. so the day was over, and I. Went back to the hotel, <laughs> kind of collapsed a little bit before heading back. Oh, you didn't. You didn't go out to the to the the event that was. Oh, I didn't. Funny, I don't think anyone on this podcast did except me. Here we go. I don't know. I, there was there was just this whole event organised specifically for Spoon, <laughs> and then, like I said in our text messages, I went out to dinner <laughs> and I had a fork, a knife, and no spoon. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> Just it was, it was a debacle. It left me hanging like we'd had our first date on the last podcast and then he just never oh. called. <laughs> I, yeah, I told you you were moving too fast. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you end up going? Oh, we just went to a local place in the city and it was great because you missed free dinner. You know, Tony bought all dinner. Uh, I mean, to be honest, out of 62, there was 10 of us. So, yeah, but, you know, not bad. Not bad, we had a good catch up with Queenslanders. You know, next time I'll know not to make the effort for Spoon. <laughs> Shots. <sighs> he is 100% being serious, Spoon, by the way, if you think he's joking. <laughs> yeah, you know, put myself out there. After down. four games, I don't think I could go out. I just don't have it in me. Oh, well, that was quite, to be honest, you know, seriously. I almost called the paramedics, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we uh, managed to get out of bed and, and uh, make it to day two, where we had round yeah, five. Turned up for day two. Turned up. Yep. Uh, no face paint, as discussed earlier, because <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> I always forget how, how sweaty you get underneath it and how disgusting you feel. How did you guys find the heat in the venue? Well, personally, I, I, thought, thought, it was, was, I thought it was... Ooh, there we go. Uh, I thought it was not too bad. 
Um, considering yeah. I've been there for ooh, probably four other years where it's been 30 to 44, I think is the hottest it's ever been there. And then it had a tropical <laughs> storm at, later on that afternoon. But um, it wasn't too bad. Um, I'm going to point a finger at the 40K guys in previous years that are always next to the doors that just left it open uh, yeah. in previous yeah. years. And I thought it wasn't too bad this year in saying that when I got back to the hotel, losing about 30 kilos of grease and grime off you at the end of the day was some of the best times of my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you still get that s- sticky feeling, but uh, after four games of... Uh, in 35 degree heat um, it was yep. still yep. pretty warm but not, not as warm as previous years yeah I think the air conditioners were working a lot better this mm. year yeah I'd like to request uh, next year to uh, any game that I play would have to be under air conditioning please yeah. well they're starting to enforce the doors closed rule now which means the evaporative cooling works a lot better But and I've also you know that I've got my request in for your costume next year, Benson, as the steel behemoth, <laughs> full of body paint. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, just a pair of dick stickers and full full silver body paint. Yeah. You know? <laughs> nothing nothing can go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think a liquid latex body suit would probably be just fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not sweating in that thing at all. No, mm. no. All right. No. Game five. Right. Game five. Game five. Oh, there we are. Day two, rocked around after about 14 beers. Um, was feeling pretty good. Ended up... Oh, not with us, but I don't know where that happened. <laughs> you drink it alone. I was drinking alone. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone else. Apparently. It was, it was a sad yeah. day. I tried to get Spoon yeah. to come yeah. out, and he's just like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go into it. I don't yeah. want to point I'm things. lame. But yeah. Um, yeah. no, I ended up playing Ben Hansen, the gaming guy. I'm not sure if that's a free plug there, mm-hmm. mate. You can pay me later. Um, <laughs> and his orcs. So I was feeling pretty confident after a 17-3 win. Um, ended up doing a little bit of uh, the captain shenanigans, moving my hordes around. And I think it just threw his deployment off a little bit, um, which was really, really good. It worked out fine for me. Did the old classic pincer move um, and ended up, paying off so the big ticket items the highlights there was a troop that was holding the entire right flank uh was charging towards three spitter units uh ended up getting <laughs> charged by one of them at one stage they just couldn't take any wounds off him and um in the end i rotated him around to try and get a flank charge i think it was and then i got rear charged by one spitter unit and then flank charged by another two spitter units so that's like 60 or 80 attacks or something. And they did two wounds. And naturally, the troops after last game against Christo held and managed to get a rear charge on his axe uh, horde. Um, and, <laughs> so it's like 30 attacks. Yep, did 30 attacks, hitting on threes, uh, wounding on fours. And I think I got like 11 wounds on it. Um, so after that, obviously, they died. Uh, a painful death but it was probably a little bit too late with no heal um, or major heal in that that army he couldn't quite recoup and by that stage I just got my quicker things to come over do a couple more wounds and take it off so ended up getting a 17-3 win Uh, for those following along at home that's a winning streak now of two (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah you know what it it was pretty good 
I must say that Ben and I discussed pausing the game there at turn one and going to buy some dice. Um, 20 yeah. shots. Um, <laughs> I don't think... I think I got one wound on stuff that was meant to be wounding on four. So um, his dice, I hope he's bought some now at home. He's probably... Probably needs it. But good game. Great guy. Um, I don't think I've laughed so much in a game. <laughs> good. Sweet. I played GF and his Salamanders... Slash, I don't know if it was Nature or Trident Realms mix. I'm going to say Trident because it was in Snares and the War Machine. That was okay. Nature. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was quite a nifty... And Snares are in the Nature list. Yeah, they're in both. I don't know, I don't know which ally he took, but anyway. I, I haven't got his list, so I can't tell yeah. you. Yeah. Anyway, he had a huge horde of... I think they're called Salamander Primes. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. The Heavy Cavalry... Uh, what are they... Something on rhinosaurs. I can't remember what they're called. He had a regiment of lancers. Um, uh, the ancients on rhinosaurs. Yeah, that's it. A couple of the um, small war machines. The big. Oh, I can't even remember the name so of all the Yeah. And, yeah and Kyladon battle. There you go. Battle there you go. Battle um, Fydrake. Yeah. He, Fydrake. Yep. Um, and then he had his trident realms. He had one of the bolt throw things. Uh, Horde of. I think it was in Snares. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else he had from them. Maybe a character? I can't remember. A little yeah, character. Yeah, little dude. Yeah. Anyway, this one was quite a, an interesting game. Um, come down to... Pretty much come down to the roll for turn seven. Uh, I could not catch that damn thing on the um, the flying, breathing thing. What's it called? The hero? What's it? Clan Lord. Clan Lord on Fire Drake, yeah. I could not catch him. Uh, and even when I could, I couldn't do enough wounds to him. Uh, I tried to keep up with him with my Lord of Lies, but he was determined to run away and be a pain in the ass. Uh, and basically, his, his fire drake just kept eating away at um, my Mollocks who were holding onto my two tokens. Uh, it was funny, there was. I got first turn and moved up quite aggressively with Succubi and the rest of my army to try and take the um, the marker that sits in the middle. His first turn, he moved his Salamander Primes down the board thinking he was going to get past uh, get past me really easily and um, he didn't. This my second turn. I charged my Succubi into the flank of his Salamander Prime board, which made for an, a nice little mess on the right-hand side of the board. Um, the Succubi didn't last after the next turn, but it clogged up all his movement. So he turned around his uh, Salamander Primes and his Ensnarers and the Lancers that had all charged my Succubi because he didn't think one unit would kill it, I'm assuming. So they're all in like three large columns turned towards the centre of the board now rather than towards my board edge was the way he wanted to go and to stop his movement I charged my temptress into his lances so nothing could turn around <laughs> and he got stuck there for a while which meant my Efreet and Cronius burnt the salamander primes that were holding two tokens which is that, what they do yeah that fell to the ground so his snarers picked it up and I kept charging my temp- temptress into the lances and the Cronius and Efreet did it again but I, I could not stop his battle platform uh, getting it and getting over the line. And um, 
it got to turn six, turn six ended, I'd picked up the one in the middle, I thought I'd got over the line, but I missed out by an inch. Yeah. So he got, I think he got, he got double points for his and I got three. So one by a token and um, yeah, that was a 13-7 loss. It was a good game though. Really cool looking army too. Mm, yeah. A lot of conversion in it. Yeah. That's some nifty looking bases. Yeah. Mm. All right, Taz. All right. So I played a Canberra local called Damien Coburn. Um, he was running Abyssals. Um, I played Damien a few times. Um, really good guy to play against. Um, this was this was the game. So I um, he put some what are the Hellhounds or something like that. He managed to put them on the middle token first, but then I countercharged them with my Worm Riders and took them out. So I had you know like I put a bunch of tokens on my giant. Um, and so I, had, I was in a winning position and so my giant and my horde of snare sort of were moving up on one flank and he had his tokens in a regiment of succubi moving down the other flank and I had the one in the middle and I sort of chucked it out the back of my worm riders and sent my worm riders off to like charge off into his other main body like you know it was a sacrificial move but their whole thing was to slow him down and so then my um my death horrors picked up the tokens and then someone else, so they were going to hand it off to, to someone else. Uh, I think my tribe and king or something. And that was all going sort of well and fine. Um, and he had a horde of abyssals that was attacking my horde of ensnarers. Um, but things, things started to get hairy. So I dropped my, the giant dropped the tokens and he ran off into battle and my ensnarers picked up the tokens. And then his abyssals managed to put like 10 wounds onto my um, horde of Nyad and Snares. And their nerve, uh, 2022. And so he rolled a 12 on the nerve test. Wow. And they, yeah, they popped. And then all of a sudden he has like almost all the tokens. Yeah. And it was just like, because, oh, you know, my, my ensnare is a regen four. And so I wasn't, even if they wavered, I, I wasn't worried about them. But then it was just like, oh, so the, <laughs> the crystal pendant blew up um, and did a bunch of damage to his things. And my trident king, like at this point, I was like, this sucks, you know, like I was joking. It's just like, oh, a 12 will pop him. Um, <laughs> and then he rolls a 12. And so I was like, oh, yeah. And because I was, you know, I go into it, you know, you know, I had a rough day one, so day two was going to be my day, and it was fine, you know. And I, you know, uh, Damien's never beaten me before. I played a bunch of times, you know, this is going to be great. Um, and then my Trident King sort of wheeled around and ran and breathed all over the uh, abyssals and took them off. But the person, when they die by shooting, the person who owns them gets to place the tokens anywhere they like in the in the footprint of the dead unit. And so he put them in such a place that I couldn't get to them in one turn with my Trident King. Um, and so I nearly, like if we, you know, like I nearly got to them. I just needed one more turn and I could have picked them up. But anyway, so that ended up being a, a, a 16-4 loss. Um, and gosh, that, that stung because I, I was, like I was in a very comfortable winning position and then he... Um, First game of the day. <laughs> yeah. Did it go to turn uh, seven? Yeah, no, it didn't. So pretty uh, much it was up to that four plus. Yeah, yeah, no, it was 
it was nuts. Um, and yeah, and because I could have, I like, because what I did was, because he had two tokens in my half of the board, so he had four points. Um, then he had, then there were two tokens in his side of the board, but no one had them. And then I had this one token in the middle. So what I was going to do was drop the token in, because you can only move speed five, right? And so I was going to drop the token in the middle on my Trident King and then send him off after the two tokens in his half and then it would be a draw and I'd set my Siren or whatever on the token in the middle because I didn't have any any units capable of scoring at that point because we had both just torn through each other. Um, but no, he, he positioned them in such a way that I couldn't get to them um, without sort of lots of pivoting and stuff. So that was well well played by David. But gosh, that I, I just regret so much saying a 12 will pop them. Like in that sort of voice, you know, I said it like an asshole. Um, <laughs> and, you know, for it. Um, so yeah, so that was that was uh, loss number three. Um, <laughs> right. Okay, so first game of the day, and I wasn't feeling that great because I hadn't taken my medication, which keeps me awake for most of the day. <laughs> I'd forgotten it. Um, <laughs> Feels like so, a pretty big thing to forget. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you have this issue and your brain doesn't work, you kind of yeah. need all these reminders and I didn't have them there. So it was taking a long time to uh, for me to wake up, but that's not the reason why I lost so poorly. It's my freaking dice in this game. I thought <laughs> I had set up fine. I did all, I'd done all the right things. I'm versing Evan, by the way, in these um, Abyssal Dwarfs. So I know them. I know Abyssal Dwarfs. I set everything up fine and then the dice just decided to screw me over. Um, I would charge something and fluff all my rolls, do a couple of points of, of damage and then just roll a three or whatever every single time. Unless it was a chuff and then I would roll double sixes to take them off when, it, when I didn't need it. Um, <laughs> he's, he was able to burn my archfiend which was sitting behind him ready to get a flank charge off some really important fights. Uh, he did a f four wounds, I think it was, and then rolled double six and wavered the bugger. And he did that for the next three turns before he was able to charge into him because I couldn't move him out of the way of his slave orc hordes that was sitting there and turning around slowly. Um, so things kind of crumbled, and then I thought, bugger this, I'm not going to get any of the tokens because things are just dying and I can't fight back. So I'll just pick off a few of his individuals which took three or four turns to destroy because of the full <laughs> rolling, um, and lost one to 19. Um, and I thought that was okay, considering <laughs> there wasn't much I could do. I thought I was doing all the right things, playing smart, but yeah, nah, these things happen. So many threes I rolled in that game. <laughs> um, yeah, it is the most frustrating number to roll. Yeah, I think it might have been four or five threes. Uh. But, yeah, life happens, and so does threes. And then we uh, <laughs> go on. So that was my second loss for the tournament. And I was kind of not really caring, because I was still waking up. Uh, Swing, game six. Control. What happened? I think it's oh, Salik. Um, so pretty much for control, we had to control areas of the board um, divided up into four f uh, two-foot squares. Um, so I was taking on Sean Hopper and his undead. So I thought I deployed quite well, used my captain shenanigans to deploy pretty much all over one half. 
um, that so I... So what does he do? I, I keep forgetting what he does. Yep, so after deployment, he rolls a dice, a D3, and I can redeploy D3 units. So this is a living legend? Uh, yes. Yep. That gives him that yep. spe- uh, special rule. Okay. A very, he's, he's otherwise like a very inspiring like hero type guy. You can put him on a horse. Yep. Um, so yeah, I felt that uh, I deployed quite well and redeployed quite well, um, but at the end of the day, I was in. I thought, um, and we'll probably say Sean would probably disagree, but I was felt in control of the game. I felt like I had it all in my terms. Um, I had let his flying dragons. I think he had two uh, vampire lord with wings and vampire lord on a dragon. Uh, not very friendly people. Um, felt like I had it pretty much in check there, and it all came down to I moved up my mounted pistolier mounted scouts, um, and I was taking out a turn each of the ghoul units that were on the flank. Um, I thought that they were speed five. Um, they were not. Um, so. <coughs> Um, I did query, I must, I did ask, um, but obviously I must have thought I was looking at another unit, um, so I moved up to 11 inches to have an inch gap there, shot at them, didn't break them, I thought not a problem, I'll have another turn to shoot, um, ended up getting charged, countercharged. I was in shock at that stage, but what that obviously wouldn't have been such an important thing apart from right behind them wedged in there was my knight unit that I was just waiting for them to clear the way to uh, help out my big block. Um, So realistically it was that little bit there that just held up and I ended up wavering those uh, ghouls for two turns and that was just too too many and by that stage the dragon lords had come over taken out my... uh, I ended up killing the sorry the vampire lord uh, on the dragon took him out with my big horde unit that I managed to get uh, Bane Chant on. Uh, but the other vampire that was just flapping around, he killed everything else, um, just held up my archers until they ran away, and then it was just pretty much game over from that point. So I ended up losing my losing streak there, 317. Um, trap Knights, in my opinion, cost me the game there. Um, just needed that extra charge. Um, there was one funny bit there where his legion of zombies flank charged my flying dude. Um, so it was pretty hilarious having 80 attacks on his flank. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, not, not a great game for me, uh, personally. I felt like I was in control, but um, just that one-inch movement cost me. One inch can be very big difference between success and failure. I'll just write that down. You probably want to mute, Matt. So I'm right about now. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> all right, I I played Christian, uh, who both Salik and Benson played, and he's Abyssal Dwarves. And I'd have to say this was the most relaxed game I have ever played. It was what so much fun. Yeah, really good opponent, easy to get along with, easy to talk to, and we both had a lot of fun with this one. Um, it was quite a brutal game. I think he probably could have um, deployed a little better. He spread himself a little thin, although I thought at the start this was going to help him uh, quite a bit win all the sections of the board. 
but he lacked inspiring on his two flanks. And I think that's what cost him uh, possibly the game. Maybe he needed to uh, be a little more compact and then spread out towards the end. Um, I thought I was in a bit of trouble at one stage, though, because his greater obsidian golem had managed to get into my tortured souls and uh, his, I don't know what the smaller golems are called. Lesser. Lesser, there you go. Um, they got into my horsemen and destroyed them and were looking rather hungry and started eating some fleshlings. Um, but I managed to deal with with both of those units. I burnt them and then finished them off in combat. And um, from there, he was trying to get me with his... Oh, what was it? What are the little... Oh, the half-breeds. Yep. The half-breeds tried to, to help the um, the cause in the middle, but didn't do so well. I think that was what it was. Might have even been his infantry. Hmm. And the car. <laughs> I can't remember if it was... I don't know if that was a car or an elephant. <laughs> uh, it was either his half-breeds or his infantry. I can't remember. They didn't do too well. He was charging out of forest, which I found a bit odd, and hindering himself before getting into combat. But, um, yeah, very good game, very good opponent. Uh, but I won that one 18-2 because I could just, by turn five or six, I was just taking board sections. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so for this one I played against Ben Hansen, the gaming guy, uh, with his orcs, and... So he, well, I played him once before at the Sydney Gaming Championships and he came up to me with a big grin on his face and he's gone, no, I like he's got to change now because every time we play each other, um, he, he gets much luckier afterwards and that was pretty much how it was. Um, I thought I outdeployed him but I just could not buy a successful role. Um, and, I mean, it was tough. So Orcs I normally do really well against because, you know, they're all melee and... Um, I sit myself in the difficult terrain and they're hindered and ensnared and then I regenerate back. So, you know, their crushing strength doesn't really help them against my very low defense stuff. Anyway, so normally I do really well against orcs, but um, the difference was, uh, quite apart from dice, which happens all the time, he had these two um, god speakers that were right near. Um, he had like the two axe hordes and then a horde of orclings and they were doing... And then one of the god speakers, he had the like amulet of the fireheart type thing. So yeah. he was doing like, I think the term is a buttload of fireballs. Um, and that really hurts my fish, my fish bros. They, they don't like fire. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, or defense three stuff, right? So he rolls and hits with half of his things and then almost all of them do wounds. And so he was just um, taking stuff off with his fireballs all the time. Um, and, you know, like, yeah, he had his dragon and I triple charged it, including a flank charge, and I did, like, two wounds on it. Um, this is the sort of stuff that's happening. It's just like, oh, but anyway. But, no, so that ended up being a uh, 17-3 loss. Um, there were some fun moments. Um, we had my, uh, my my Tidal Swarm Chaff against his uh, spitters on the, on the flank. Right. Um, and so that was, a, that was a great fun slap fight. Yeah. Um, so, you know, his spit is attacking my, my, you know, my um, chaff within snare. Um, <laughs> so, no, that was fun. My, actually, my, my, um, 
my Tidal Storm did really well actually because they've got 15 attacks, hitting on fives, but 15 attacks. So, um, but that was fine. But no, the, the main event was was kind of over before it began. Um, it was a very fun game though. Ben's, Ben's a great guy to play against. Yeah. Um, but yes, no, it was um, it was one where I don't know what I could have done any differently. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was game six. And at this point, I was staring. I was like quite aghast that I was potentially in the running for the wooden spoon. Um, <laughs> well, you, you did um, say earlier on that that's what you predicted would happen. Well, I th- okay. So I said that, but really, I thought like, I think quite highly of myself. So I was, I was, I was, I was being really coy there. I was like, you know, really, I was thinking I'm definitely going to finish top half of the table. You know, I've played like thirty games of this list. I've studied everything. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I was looking through the map packs. You know, at work, like yeah. this is most of what I do at work, right? Is, is like, <laughs> sort of studying this stuff. So for, to to come you know, very close to a wooden spoon was like just such a massive shock to my ego. Um, and this is where the, the campaign day probably did me a massive disservice because like winning all five games um, made me feel like I was a good person, <laughs> worth something. And now I found out that that was not true. <laughs> no, I'm not worth anything. I, you know, um, yeah. So anyway, so that was, that was game six. Hmm. Um, and so for the morning's efforts, I had seven points. Um, mm, not great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you'll be right. Uh, all right, my game six. I was playing Damien and his vanguard with um, Twilightkin allies. Uh, this was very relaxed. We saw the end of the tournament coming and said, oh, Margaret, we're not even going to time. We're both pretty fast. We always finish our games. Uh, early, so let's just have a nice fun game. It was really close, which was good. Um, I ended up winning and with quite a high attrition score, but it was quite close in terms of the amount of control, so he could have won if uh, he had done maybe one or two things differently, which is always good. He was boasting early before the game that his living legend, um, Herja, had just doesn't die, and... Um, he hadn't been taken off once when he was tabled. I thought, alright, let's let's do this. <laughs> uh, so right at the end I was able to um, knock her off the table. Uh, a couple of lucky rolls to waver and that gave nice. me a few more chances to um, uh, knock some damage on. And then just another combat later on with my half-breeds were able to clear it off. Um, but other than that, 17-3 victory to me. Um, here, the Archfiend was really good. It didn't really get into combat until right at the end, but just, just the threat of, oh, I'm going to charge you in the flank, could charge you in the rear, had one of his uh, regiments of uh, sons of Korgan turning and doing a dance, just trying to not get charged in the rear. So that held mm. one unit off while I was lightning bolt a few other things, and then a sneaky rear charge right at the end with the 20-inch range. Um, but... Yeah, so far, Defence 5 hasn't really hindered me at all. And uh, if I was to take it again, I would. Uh, but other than that, very good game. Uh, it was my uh, pip for um, best sport, because I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I, he got some votes for me for best sport too. I, uh, I really enjoyed playing with him. Uh, Christian ended up being my second choice as well. So two very good opponents. 
Uh, but we've got one more game to go. The last one. Round seven, kill and pillage. Selick. Yep. Uh, took, I, well, I ended up getting a very minor win there against uh, Mark Audley and his brotherhood uh, that mm -hmm. Taz took on there in game two. And I do believe Taz got a win there. Um, so Mark Audley also was at the 1989 CanCon. Apparently he's going to bring his shirt, and I will hold him to that next CanCon. Um, <laughs> this... I was six years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to follow down that route anymore. But um, th this one here, it really came down to a bit of march blocking, I guess. His, all of his units in the Brotherhood Army are obviously a hell of a lot quicker than mine. Um, it ended up going into trying to claim all the tokens. I redeployed my giant unit out on the flank, uh, the right flank there, and just slowly moved it up the whole game. They did not see combat at all. Uh, and I think it was in turn six I moved up and pivoted to claim two tokens. Um, Mark got a little bit unlucky there um, and couldn't break my pistol ears or my um, lord on the peg. And I ended up just blocking two and ended up winning that one there by the tokens. So um, it was a good game, pretty um, tactical, I would say. Um, my only thing that was probably a negative there was I moved some mounted characters to try and block three units. Um, I thought I did it quite well, um, but I think we, we probably played it a little bit wrong. But um, at the end of the day, it didn't, didn't matter too much. Mm, it was over. Yep, it was a learning game for me, definitely. Yeah. And um, Mark helped me out on a few things as well. Um, so that was good sport of Mark, definitely. Hmm. Good eye. Uh, so what was the result on that one again, sorry? Yep, 13-7 win. 13-7. Very close. Wowzers. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Alright, Spoon. Last game. So it, all, it came all down to the tokens then? Yep. Alright, my last game was against uh, Terry Chapman and his Brock Rider army. <laughs> this was the quickest and most brutal game I have played. Because um, everything, his turns were just movement basically until combat and after turn two it was pretty much only combat anyway. Um, most of the markers got ignored till the final turn I think. The only thing... Um, Oh, I suppose Terry had a bit of bad luck. He spent three, maybe four turns trying to fight fight off a Cronius with one of his um, Brock Rider heroes, and he just could not roll a nerve check to save him. He was behind my lines. I thought he was causing a bit of trouble, but the Cronius just sat there and took it for the team. Um, I forgot to do one combat in a turn, which was a bit... Ouch. Uh, my horseman had charged in, and instead of doing all left to right, I decided to pick my combats and I forgot one and hit the clock and uh, <laughs> yeah, no take back. It's such a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it was really, the, the thing I think that screwed uh, Terry up the most was his deployment on my right hand side of the board. He put three troops of Brock Riders next to a regiment of Brock Riders and they were really close together and I had all my flyers on the right hand side so I'd charged uh, my tortured souls into the first troop of Brock Riders and my two characters Lord of Lies and uh, the Temptress into I can't remember which way it went 
into a Brockrod regiment and a hero. I think the Temptress went into the hero and the Lord of Lies into the regiment. So I was stripping, always stripping their Thunderous off them and the troops on the right-hand side couldn't get anywhere because they're all clogged up and I was just mm. beating one by one and going through them. Anyway, anyway, game comes down to the last turn, essentially. Um, it would have been a draw if it had have finished on turn six, where he was contesting a marker that I was sitting on. We rolled for turn seven, got the turn seven, the Brockride Regiment died, and he didn't have any, uh, any units to contest or take markers. So I won the game um, a 17-3 that one so whilst it looked very close on the table um it was actually a bigger win than what i thought it was the the marker made a bit of a difference though so yeah, hmm. yeah. very good game um very he's got a bit of a i don't know i don't know if it's his sense of humor or the way he plays but he was he was really fun to play against a bit of a character yeah, he was very much a character I found when I played him. I couldn't work out whether he's being serious or not. Yeah. He, he, he picked up that I couldn't work out if he's being serious or not, and he ran with it. Yeah. Um, and continued to, to take more jokes about stuff. And it was just um, for, for spectrum people like myself, um, it's, it's difficult. But yeah. I'd love uh, to play him again. I thought he was great value. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. All right, um, I played uh, my last game was against Charles Baston, so he's a Canberra local um, who I'd not met before. I've seen him around on Facebook and stuff like this, but he had a, a really cool undead army that he put together, I think, what was it, Matt, like five days or something silly. Um, he started yeah. blogging it, and it was just, like, I thought he's never going never to get this done, but it was painted to a decent standard really quickly, and he had a display board and everything. So he had an undead army. He was um, yeah, a couple of couple of hordes of skellies, um, some whites, a uh, couple of the wraiths, troops, and like a vampire on a vampire on a thing, and the yellow king, or the, no, the leash king thing. Um, and probably the biggest thing in the game was early on, like I completely forgot about Surge. Like I hardly ever play against undead armies, and I always forget about Surge, and... He flew a white troop, uh, not a white, a wraith troop into like a flanking position of my worm riders and he needed like three hits off Sir Date and he only got two. Um, yeah, and so then I like I wasn't punished for my mistake and so then I, you know, took him out. Um, and then there were some other things like yeah, his whites sort of were breaking through um, they broke through my death horrors and they were coming straight for me. And at that stage, I only had two of my war machines left. Um, and so I did, you know, four shots at him, hitting on fives, and all of them hit. Um, and so then I did, I think, uh, like 13 wounds in one round of shooting from my two war machines. And so his his things, like, blew up as well. Um, but in the end, it ended up being a... Um, like I just cleaned him up because those um, those worm riders that sort of got out of jail came through into his back line. Um, I mean, there was there was some fun times. Um, again, I forgot I forgot Surge the first time, and then I forgot that the the, the Lich King has like Surge twelve or something stupid. 
Mm. Um, and so I thought he only had Sir Date, even though the list was literally right in front of me. <laughs> um, and so I was thinking, and it's just like, no, I'll take the risk. And then, of course, he's gone home. You know, he needed yeah. seven hits. Like, I, I measured it, and I thought, seven inches, there's no way he's going to get that off Sir Date. But, of course, it was Sir 12, and he put the elite item on the guy, so he got it, no worries. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it, it really was, and I just I sh- should have done that but anyway um but no undead is another army that um ensnared really helps because most of their stuff hits on fours if not fives um and so ensnare means that they're hitting like on sixes and stuff and um he just just sort of really struggles but anyway so no that was um that was a fun game for me and so i got the 18-2 win and i ensured that i wasn't going to be too close to the bottom um so that made me feel better about myself and the choices that I make yeah. in regards to how I spend my time. <laughs> That's always good that you're not um, so terrible and that, yes, you do practice yeah. and that, yes, sometimes it does pay off. And you know <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. All right, last game. Uh, about to fall over, I was playing Jeff and his Salamanders, saying that Spoon was playing before. Um, and I just wanted it to be over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a very close game. Uh, I was giving him some advice and some tips to start off with because um, that's the kind of guy that I am until I start losing and then I say, all right, no more tips for you, Sonny Jim. <laughs> uh, but I thought I was in a real bad position right until the end. Uh, it was fairly bloody, um, and I didn't see how I was going to win with his fire drake kind of zipping around, breathing things. His bloody war machine hit my golem a couple of times, nine wounds. I think, oh, great, this is going to go real well. But it kind of held out, did what it needed to do, and I got a couple of lucky charges right at the end. A troop in the uh, rear of his Salamander Prime horde, 30 attacks, crashing Ooh. one. Yeah, nice. Um, and it did the job, and a average roll on the nerve took that thing off right at the end. And then all my little characters and uh, units that I had left sat on um, pillage tokens and won me the game five tokens to one, I think it was. Because um, he just wasn't concentrating on the objective, which was good for me. And that Wasn't the objective to kill stuff? It was also, but uh, we both killed almost the exact same stuff, uh, almost yeah, point-wise in the end, and the, the pillage tokens toppled over the, the line for me, so it was 15-5 that game. It so could have easily gone the other way around. Uh, but that's what happened, and I was rejoicing for that zooper-duper that gave me a bit of energy <laughs> to kind of walk over the line, and... Happy with how... I've got your back, Benson. Yes. <laughs> That's, uh, I owe the victory to that Zuka Duper. <laughs> um, what flavour? Yellow. Yellow flavour. Mm, yeah. Yellow for the win. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat yellow snow. No, that's right. Pro <laughs> tip. <laughs> but seven games. That was CanCon. Um, what were the results? How did we all do? I ended up 50-something. Oh. Uh, so Spoonie got ninth. Uh, ben, you got 11th. And then we keep on s- scrolling down a little bit. 
Uh, Spoon, if you didn't get that turn seven in your last game, I would be above you. We'll probably swap places. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that dice right at the end. Also, if I had a got job. turn seven in the Salamanders game, I would have won that one too. So. <laughs> so ninth, eleventh. Uh, then we scroll down to me. I came 39th there, Matt Selleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Taz, 51th there. Um, not... Yeah, boy. Is that the best Trident Realm, though? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, so... It is compared to no one else. Yeah. Uh, enough from you. <laughs> I'll yeah. start a game. Shots fine. I considered Selleck. I seriously considered Persevere. Wait, yeah, wait till the new book comes out and then try it and see how you go. Uh, yeah, the changes to Trident Realms are interesting. Um, uh, so River Guard are going to be—they're going from one of the best troop options already to adding in Sam. It's going to make them fantastic. The only reason I don't run them is because I've never been able to find decent models for them. Yeah. Um, but Mantic are bringing out their thing, so if they mean bring that in resin, I'll definitely pick them up. They bring that in metal. I don't know, like they're little troop toys, like so they're not huge things. So yeah, they're not really right too bad. It's not too bad, no. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see. But no, the river guard will be really cool. But the main thing that people were sort of freaking out about is the placoderms. So that's their um their defense six unit will have in snare now. But yeah. so okay. thirty attacks, yeah, and phalanx. And so the thing is, they're speed four, and everything else in my army is like speed six or so and with pathfinder and that and so they they're an awkward fit um because you've got this one unit that your whole army is sort of formed up around that is so much slower than the rest of you um so yeah i mean i guess you can give them rule of haste but that turns them into a 305 point unit um but anyway so good job fellas um very well done soon because you you weren't so confident um claiming that you will fight for wooden spoon. Uh, <laughs> I went in with a list I hadn't played before. That was the scary part, I think. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, it worked out well for you. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, so, TOs. How did it all turn out for you? What would you change? I'll let Matt talk, because mm. I've talked a lot. <laughs> um... I don't think I'd change a lot. I think it went pretty well. I was pretty happy. I mean, it was literally <laughs> my second tor- uh, tournament to run, so it was a bit of a stab in the dark for me. So I tried to be well organised. Um, certainly, we had some. We were using a piece of software to do everything, which went fairly well, except when it came to painting and best sports voting. So I'd change that for next year. Um, but we're already working on that because it's a really good piece of software otherwise um, so the guy that's come up with that is local so we're working with him to see what went wrong there um, I yeah I don't think I'd change much at um, where it stands at the moment um, I think we did a good job of making everyone feel like they were having a good time even when they were getting their teeth knocked out I think I think Matt you might have picked up a little prize when you got 20 did you or got tabled at some oh, stage oh yes I did I got yeah, one yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. 
picked up. Yeah, uh, I Taz did well. too. Yep, even even the co-TO picked up something. So yeah. that was an idea of Taz's. Was um, you know, we had so much price support was being able to give something out to the people that got it or tabled. So I think I think that was a really good idea. And at the time um, when I made that suggestion, I never thought I would be on the receiving end of it. So. Oh, I thought you'd get seven rounds of it, to be honest. But, you know, you only got a couple. So, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a completely self-serving idea, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, not a lot of... I mean, definitely, I think there's things I'd make slicker next year, but I, I think all went pretty smoothly. And I I mean, I said it in... I've done a bit of a TO write-up. I think part of the enjoyment of this year, I think the Clash of Kings pack certainly made a difference um, compared to last year. I don't know if you guys were around last year, but I, I certainly think limiting some of the extreme builds made a difference, and um, the the book that comes out in February will make a difference again, just to changing everything yeah. up. So I think it'll ensure that we're, you know, not saying the same thing over and over again. So, yeah, you know, won't, at, won't at, at this point, there's nothing major I would change. Hmm. Sorry, what was that, Taz? Oh, I, was, I was thinking it won't stop things like the uh, the night. It won't stop things like the the list that was all hordes of fiends, which yeah. might actually be a legit list because of the way hordes have got to score in the new um, the new scoring system. But it will cut down on the number of combat individuals, which I think a lot of people find very annoying because mm-hmm. um, there's just nothing you can do about you know you can't defend yourself from them. Yeah, um, and so yeah, that'll be um, it'll be interesting to see how that changes the dynamic. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you guys would like to see different? Um, I think I, I made comments uh, to the other fellas here. The I always have a, a feel a bit odd with picking my own prize. Um, I know it's yep. Yep. to um, be able to get something that you want, but when you're in front of everyone, then you think, oh, alright, I've got to hurry, I don't know what this is here, I don't want to study and look like it's what picking the best thing, um, <laughs> so you just grab something and run, but uh, I, was, I was lucky to just spot that uh, the terrain pieces that I was after, um, or eyeing off before the tournament, but yeah, just the um, having to choose your own prize, I would change, but that's just me, but other than that, I think it's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Don't think I've got any suggestions for changes for you. I think it, there was plenty of um, time between rounds and whatnot. Um, I don't think there's much you can do about room when people are walking in between tables or anything because there's so many people and games going on. But Hopefully you can get bigger next year, more tables. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's going to be a challenge for us because um, you know, similar to Adepticon in the U.S., you know, we're limited by the fact that it's a convention. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk with some people about whether we can do an early registration and then, you know, as soon as typical, uh, as soon as sorry, tickets become available, we just flood the ticket system. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll have to look into that a bit further. I don't think the problem is, though, the guys who register in, like, September, October. It's all the people making up their minds, mm. like, in January. Um yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But, you know, so we'll have to see what we can do because I think part of the draw card of the event is that it is CanCon, you know, and it's Australia's biggest tabletop convention. So, you know, we don't want to take it away from there. 
So um, we'll just have to see what we can a do. A lot of interest I saw of just people walking around looking at the game and asking questions. I had a few people yeah, up and ask um, that they're in Melbourne and how do they get in contact with uh, other Kings of War gamers. So it was yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I'd like to have a demo table next year, you know, and um, apparently, and well, you know, we'll see, but Ronnie apparently is pretty keen to come out, so, you know, that that, that would be good. So just for everyone listening, uh, Benson, where would you recommend going for anyone that's listening that may be wanting to catch up with people? Uh, House of War in Ringwood um, seems to have regular games every Thursday night. Um you head down there fairly regularly, don't you, Yeah, it's usually every fortnight, so the opposite week that I host generally. Um, and there's a quite a big group there now. It's getting a bit bigger. We've got a couple more through the campaign day, so um, I would suggest if anyone's interested, jump on Facebook and join the Melbourne Kings of War group. Uh, and then there's... What's it called if they wanted to search for it? Uh, Kings of War Melbourne, yeah. Uh, request to join, someone will let in, and usually there's someone saying they'll be there on X night. Like You can go down any night that they're open if you can organise a game with anyone. So I think it'll, it'll cost you all of $5 to hire a table, and um, off you go. And wargamerau.com is another place that you can go to uh, post. Uh, yep, in the forums. Yep. Organise games. If you go to the Kings of War Australia Facebook group, um, you'll be able to be pointed towards your local Kings of War Facebook group. It's like, so wherever you live. Um, Just go to Kings of War Australia first and then um, they'll point you to whatever whatever, whatever is local for you. Mm -hmm. Yes, Ringwood in Melbourne as well. Yeah, that's the uh, main venue, the biggest that we've seen in Melbourne. Um, but have we got anything else that we need to talk about? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, no? No. Yeah. Alright. So, this was your first CanCon for the, for the Benz. Um, will we see you there next year? If I can get a ticket, yeah. Yeah, I'll certainly, um, I've been there a few times for Fantasy. Missed last oh, sure. year. Um, because Fantasy died and we weren't sure what was going on. Um, but definitely be coming back next year. Yeah, it was very well, very well run. Yes, very good event. lots of feedback from other people as well, saying how um, well run it was, and it was the best one that they've been to. Certainly, um, one of my top. Hmm. Campcon's always been a favourite of me. It's even if you just take the exceptionally well run tournament out there. Um, it's just the venue, just coming up there a bit of an adventure for the drive down up from Melbourne uh, we stay in a nice hotel there and really make a weekend of it and I think that all all combines up with a couple of beers at the end there to make a really good uh, event weekend so mm. kudos to you Matt once again for a, a well run tournament I appreciate yes. it yeah thanks Matt excellent job and yeah no, that was um, for next year <laughs> It was a lot of fun. I'm running a uh, like a slow grow escalation league thing um, early earlier on in this year, um, trying to get people to build new armies. So that might be an idea to consider if you're wanting to do something down in Melbourne. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. All right. Yeah. 
and your ticket next year comes with a Saturday night pass. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a picture of my broken heart on it. Face one tear rolling down. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make up before then. I'm going to get tears tattooed on my cheeks. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't mean what you think it is. My face cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> we were going so well. <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else? No, I don't think so. No, all good. No. Okay, thanks, thanks for having us on. And Thank thanks for talking to us. That's thanks for coming good. on and having a chat and discussing how yeah. everything went and lists and games and whatnot. Uh, we'll probably have you on again sometime soon when you have something else interesting to share. <laughs> 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 no thanks, yeah. Ben. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. Yeah, direct misfire blowing up the game Talking many war games is our aim From rule books to advice, we cover it all With the best tactics, we never fall Ben summons Spoon, all your host every vid Misfiring, but aiming up ahead Comment, like, and subscribe today Keeping you notified and up to date Come check us out at facebook.com Slash direct misfire Or shoot us over an email at directmisfire at gmail.com